Do you want more referrals? I'm gonna give you five things you should do when somebody like me passes a referral to you. And if you do these five things, I'll pass you dozens, if not hundreds of referrals. Wanna know what they are? You gotta join me for this episode of The Inside BS Show. Hey now, it's Dave Lorenzo. Welcome aboard. And today we're talking about the five things you need to do to get more referrals. It's the five things you must do to receive referrals. I'm gonna start off with number one, and that's be honest upfront. Now, when I pass a referral, so I'm passing a referral to you, let's say, I'm gonna call you and I'm gonna do what's called a pre-qualification. So I'm gonna say, hey, Mr. Smith, listen, I have a fantastic person, Ms. Jones. I think you guys can do business together. Here's why, and I'll tell you the reasons. Is this a good referral for you? And then you'll say yes or no. If you're honest with me up front, then I know it's a good referral and I will kill myself to make sure the two of you connect. If you're not honest with me up front and you tell me it's a good referral, and then you end up hating this person or you end up hating doing business with them or when you meet them you go, oh geez, I can't believe I gotta go to that meeting. That's bad for everybody. So in the pre-qualification process, you've got to be honest. Let me tell you a story about somebody who was very honest in the pre-qualification process and it led to a great outcome for everyone. I was at a cocktail party and somebody came up to me and they said, hey Dave, I'm managing a trust for my sister who was paralyzed during a terrible car accident. And I think my banker is stealing from the trust. And I said, oh my goodness. And this person said to me, Dave, will you introduce me to a lawyer that could sue my banker? And I said, I'd be happy to. I know a lot of great lawyers in the area that you're talking about in the geographic area, as well as a lot of great litigators in that geographic area. Let me ask you, who's the bank? And they gave me one of the biggest banks on the planet. And I said, ooh, I said, it's gonna be difficult for us to find someone who will sue that bank because once they sue that bank, they can never do work for them. So I'm gonna have to find somebody that never wants to work with banks. And I also wanna give you somebody who's great. So let me see what I can do. So I talked to a bunch of my litigation friends and I found somebody who was interested and they said to me, Dave, listen, we'll be happy to talk to this woman, but we're not gonna take the case until she moves the account away from that bank because she's gonna need to demonstrate that she's so dissatisfied. If somebody's stealing, she's going to need to move the account away from the bank. If she doesn't do that, how serious could she be? And I said, I appreciate you telling me that up front. I'm not gonna make the introduction until I go back and tell her what you said. I went back to the person and I said, listen, I've got a great litigator for you. They don't care about suing this bank. They're big enough where they can handle this case and they would be thrilled to work with you on it. They have no problem taking it on with the proviso that you gotta get your money out of there. So let's look for someone else who can handle this trust for you. Let's look for another institution. I can help you. Once you move your money, these guys will take your case. The reason the lawyer wants you to move your money is because they think that it would be unserious if you didn't pull your money out of there because why would you keep your money somewhere where they're stealing from you? She said, oh, that's a great point. She moved her money, I made the introduction, it was great. The lawyer was honest with me up front and they said the case would be better if she moved her money before we file suit. She did it, the case worked out very, very nicely for everyone concerned. If I refer something to you, I want you to be honest with me up front. Is this a good referral for you? 
If I'm making a connection so that you can meet somebody who's going to be a referral source, I connect, for example, family law attorneys with valuation experts all day long, CPAs who do valuations and attorneys who handle divorce cases. I connect those people all day long, but if you've already got five valuation experts and you're never gonna send anything to this person, don't let me make the connection. Don't let me introduce you because it's gonna go nowhere. So rule number one, be honest upfront about what's going to happen. Rule number two, if I introduce you to this person via email or I say I wanna set up a Zoom meeting or I say I want everybody to go to lunch and I send an email inviting everyone to lunch with some dates, respond to that email within four hours. If you tell me that this is a good referral for you and I make the introduction and you wait three weeks to respond, that's crap. Don't do that, don't make me look bad. My rule is if I introduce you to somebody via email, I want a response within four hours. You're on a flight, that's fine. Your flight will end within the next four hours and you'll respond. You're in court, that's fine. Court doesn't last 18 hours, respond when you get out of court. Timeliness of response is critical If you break this rule, I'm never going to refer anything to you again because you will make me look bad. I want a response to my email introduction within four hours or by close of business that day so that you can demonstrate that this is important to you and you can demonstrate the value of my relationship to the other person. Rule number three, I want to have a meeting set up within 24 hours. That doesn't mean that we're gonna meet the three of us, the referrer, the referee, and me, we're not gonna meet within 24 hours. I mean, it would be great if we could do that. No, I want us to have a firm meeting scheduled within 24 hours if it's an online meeting. If it's Zoom, we can figure out how to get together. Within 24 hours, we can exchange days. Now, the meeting can take place a week from now, but it has to be on the schedule within 24 hours of when I've made the introduction. If you wait, again, I told you I want a response within four hours. I want the meeting scheduled within 24 hours because you demonstrate that you value this relationship. Now, if the meeting is scheduled in 24 hours and it's a Zoom meeting, that's great. So the Zoom meeting can take place a week from now, but you schedule it, you get it on the calendar in 24 hours. If it's an in-person meeting, those are more difficult to schedule. So my rule for in-person meetings is 72 hours. Take three days, look at your calendar. There may be travel involved. There may be setting up a restaurant for a lunch or a breakfast. 72 hours for in-person meetings, get them on the calendar within 72 hours. Get the meeting for Zoom meetings on the calendar in 24 hours. Again, rule two is four hour response time. Rule three is the meetings on the calendar in 24 hours if it's virtual, the meetings on the calendar in 72 hours if it's in person. Now, you can schedule the meeting a month out. Hey, I'm traveling to Chicago in a month. I'll meet you in Chicago on the 16th of next month. Just schedule that within 72 hours. Why? It demonstrates that you're giving urgency to the relationship, it demonstrates importance, it shows respect for the person who's referring you, and also it keeps the momentum going. You're gonna lose momentum if you wait too long. I want everything on the calendar in 24 hours for virtual meetings and everything on the calendar in 72 hours for in-person meetings. If you want business, you will adhere to these rules. Rule number four, after the meeting, Here's your follow-up sequence. It follows the acronym ECON. 
Email, card, opportunity, newsletter. Email, card, opportunity, newsletter. As soon as the meeting is over, whether you do it on your phone or you do it when you get back to your desk, you send an email to the person you met with and you say, thank you for taking the time to meet with me. I really enjoyed learning about you and your business. I look forward to connecting you with some valuable opportunities in the near future. That's the email you send immediately after the meeting's over. The next day, you write a handwritten note card and you drop it in the mail. Snail mail, regular mail. What does it look like? I'm gonna show you. Here are my handwritten note cards currently. It has the cover of my book on it, it's blank inside, and I write in the card the same thing I put in the email. It was great to meet you. I enjoyed learning about your business. I can't wait to refer you some great opportunities. Then what do I do? I put it in an envelope and I take a pen and I handwrite on the envelope the name and address of the person and I handwrite the card inside not typed up, my assistant doesn't do it, I do it. I put the card in the envelope. I also include in the envelope my business card. And I write on the back of the business card the day and time that we met so the person knows, stick everything in the card, put the card inside the envelope, hand write the front, put a stamp on it. This is a stamp, okay? I put a stamp on the front of the card and I put it in the mailbox. They get that handwritten note card in the mail and when they get it, they go, wow, this person took the time to write the handwritten note card. That's the second thing you do. The third thing you do, two weeks after the meeting, you connect the person that I referred you to with an opportunity. Either you send them a client or you send them someone who can introduce them to a client. I met just the other day a fantastic attorney who handles patent cases. They do what's called patent prosecution work, which means they file patent applications for people who are inventors. So finding a patent is really, really hard, but patent people, patent prosecutors, love to meet with intellectual property attorneys who don't do patent work. So people who do trademark work or copyright and trademark work or intellectual property licensing. So after I met with this patent attorney, what did I do? I introduced the patent attorney to someone who does only trademark work, who refers their patent cases out. They're gonna send patent work to this person. I introduced this person to a corporate transactional attorney who works with a lot of inventors to set up their companies. They're gonna send them patents. And I introduced this patent attorney to a litigator who comes across people all the time who have patents that need to be protected. Three people I sent them to for opportunities. That's the third step. So in econ, E-C-O-N, email, card, opportunity. You gotta send opportunities to people right away within two weeks of the meeting. And then the N in econ is newsletter. You should be doing a monthly newsletter. It's better if it's weekly. I mean, if you wanna do daily, I send out a daily newsletter to people that contains my podcast every stinking day. But if you wanna do a weekly or a monthly newsletter, everybody you meet needs to go on your newsletter list. They need to hear from you at least once a month. Why? So that you stay top of mind with them. If you want referrals, you're never gonna get referrals if people forget about you. So sending out a monthly newsletter, weekly is better than monthly, but sending out a monthly newsletter, whether it's email or print, is essential 
to staying top of mind with people who are referrals. The fifth rule is that frequency of communication is a guarantee of good things. Frequency of communication is a guarantee of good things. You need to reach out personally via phone or in person at least every other month to these people to touch base with them. So if you've connected with someone and they're going to be a good referral source for you and you've sent them business, it's not enough just to send them a million dollar case. Not enough to send them a million dollar piece of business. You gotta stay in touch with them by sending the monthly newsletter and also picking up the phone and calling them. Every couple of months, hey, just checking in, how's it going? I travel to multiple cities. Each month I am in Chicago, Boston, DC, and New York. I live in South Florida. Whenever I travel to one of those cities, I set up meetings with people who I've referred business to. Even if they've never sent any business to me, I reach out to them and I say, hey, I'm having lunch with five lawyers, do you wanna join us? Now, somebody who's never sent me business, who comes to that lunch two or three times, guess what they're looking to do the fourth time I call them? They're looking to find some business for me because they know I'm always thinking about them. Frequency of communication continually builds trust and also is going to lead to good things for you. So pick up the phone and call them every other month. Let's recap real quick. First thing you need to do, rule number one, be honest during the upfront process. Is this person a good referral for you, yes or no? Second thing, connect within four hours. Say, thank you for the email, I'm gonna look at my calendar and I'll send you a date. That's a connection within four hours, that's all I'm looking for. Third thing, get the meeting on the calendar. If it's a virtual meeting via Zoom, get it on the calendar within 24 hours of the introduction. Get it on the calendar within 72 hours. If it's a personal meeting, an in-person meeting where you're meeting face-to-face, -face, get it on the calendar within 72 hours. I don't care if you push it off for a month. I don't care if the meeting, the actual meeting, isn't for a month from now, but get it on the calendar quickly to take advantage of that momentum. The fourth thing, econ, email, card, opportunity, newsletter. The fifth thing, frequency of communication leads to good things. Pick up the phone and call people. That's the key to getting more referrals. You're a lawyer, you're a CPA. I want to refer to you. You got to follow these rules. Now, if you're looking to figure out how you can put your referrals on steroids, you want a true referral multiplier, you got to watch the next video that's filling in right below me right now. That video right there is going to help you put your referrals on steroids. Join me for that next video. I can't wait to see you there.